Listeners, you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we'll talk about Recently Watched, which we will try to not spoil. But first, we want to thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can find the music on Apple Music or Amazon, where you can buy it digitally, or say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon-Rays. And we're not professional critics we are your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Jolian. Welcome, everybody. And Will. Good day. All right. So, um, recently watched. Who wants to start? Uh, I'll kick it off. Get it. Because I watched some good stuff, thanks to our friend Tubi. <laughs> uh, the AI we all love. Yes. Oh, don't let me forget AI, since you've mentioned it. I haven't watched M- Mithrigan yet. Mm. Mithrigan. Megan. Yeah. Um, but it got me thinking. Uh, I would sign up for chat GPT. Uh-huh. I did. Did you? I've got some limericks and some haikus for you guys that that the, that Megan wrote. Okay. Go ahead now. Does this mean you'll, you'll shortly be leaving the show? Yes. I don't, I don't need to be here anymore. Being replaced by Mithrigan. Yeah. South Park recently, their last episode was... Uh, Half written by Chat GTP because they wrote themselves into a corner and then they had that write it out. <laughs> I've got I've got a, an intro written for us by the AI bot. I've got uh, some made up marijuana strains. Um, I've got fictional heavy metal bands from the seventies. Excellent. And uh, I've I've got um, uh, let's see that is haiku. Haiku about uh, the Wolfman movie and uh, the Big Lebowski and then some other stuff. That's supposed to come out uh, back in theaters on the 17th of April. Oh, yeah? The Big Lebowski. I think it's the 17th of April. Totally going. Yeah. So recently watched, Will. Yep, that t- covers it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh well, let's see. I watched, uh, I tried to watch Skinamarink. Yeah. Mm. Have anybody watched this? I've also tried. I'm not going to give up, but I tried. Uh, what I f- used to make fun of Astro Zombies for showing a doorknob and then showing a clock <laughs> and then showing the doorknob and doing that for like five minutes, or at least mm. it seemed like it. Um, best description I've heard of Skinamarink is somebody pointed at the, at the uh, door of there, somebody asked him what the movie was like, and they're like, "Look at that! Look at the door there! Kind of blur your eyes." Listen to somebody in the next room whisper. Yeah, it goes on for two hours. <laughs> I got in half halfway through. Mm. Uh, nothing's happened, and I fell asleep. Okay, I'll try to watch the rest of it. <laughs> try. I bet it has a strong finish. God, I hope that's all I'm waiting for. This is just the most amazing finish when Bagul jumps up. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're going to get Bagul when you least expect oh my it. God. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Uh, I watched and something. Look, look forward to the sequel. Uh, Skinamarink 2? Yeah, they, they go to Spain or something. All right. And he jumps out and yells something in Spanish. <laughs> hey. Uh, I watched something called The Hitchhikers. This oh, yeah. is uh, 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 one of those delightful early 70s. Um, is it I a guess. hippie ripper movie? It's a hippie. Uh, it's a hippie movie. Yeah, it's, uh, you know. Uh, I think there's some crossover with one of 
our movies we're doing, isn't there? Yes. One of the cast. Uh, possibly. I think that must be because that's how I ended up on Tourist Trap. Okay. I watched, uh, I watched Hitchhikers and then something called Teen Hitchhikers came up right after that. Mm-hmm. And then I fell asleep after Teen Hitchhikers. I don't remember what came on, but I woke up, and we'll discuss this with next week's movie, but I woke up and uh, the opening scene of... Uh, Tourist Trap was playing. I recognized mm. it because I'd seen it, but it was fun because it was like three in the morning. It was like, oh, yeah. what the hell is this? Excellent. You know, it was vaguely familiar until mm-hmm. I kind of woke up and was like, oh, yeah, this is Tourist Trap. But it was one of those like, what the hell is this? What's going on? Where yeah. am I? Good time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, Hitchhikers is one of those, you know, 70s. Let's just, we can make a cheap movie with lots of sex and swearing. Uh, Hitchhikers Rob motorist pretty much it the girl was really cute that kept me watching because she was in hot pants and go-go boots for most of the movie that's all you needed in a movie back then yeah uh that rolled into teen hitchhikers which was a early 70s uh teen kind of sex comedy that couldn't be made today (laughs) for good reason maybe um, you would never ever have a movie with teens in an orgy nowadays, and made me miss kind of sleazy movies. All of these on Tubi make me kind of miss sleazy movies. Mm. Like, hmm, I'm not sure we lost anything, but. <laughs> uh, and then I finally saw a movie I'd been wanting to see for a while, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Oh, this is a uh, Sedaris movie. I think Adam Sedaris. I don't remember his first name, but uh, this is this is just a terrible, terrible uh, action movie from 1987 <laughs> that has possibly the most ridiculous action setup. Um, it involves stolen diamonds and a contaminated snake escaping into Hawaii, and the snake is played by a. A puppet, a very obvious <laughs> rubber puppet. Hmm. Um, the heroes are two bimbos <laughs> who run around. They often are topless just for scenes where they're discussing intel, like people do. I like to imagine actual CIA agents sitting around in Speedos <laughs> discussing, you know, funding the Contras or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a fantastic movie. It's got a guy trying to kill people on a skateboard. He's on a skateboard trying to mm. kill people. His big plan is to roll past them with a shotgun as they drive down the road. What could uh, go wrong? So they retaliate by shooting him with a rocket launcher. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie's fantastic. I tried to watch the sequel, Picasso Trigger, which I don't know who named oh, that. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that one. I think AI must have named that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, not as good. Uh, one of the running jokes in all these movies is no matter who the lead is, he's always this kind of American James Bond. You know, he's supposed to be this super great action hero. He can't hit anything <laughs> with a gun. He can shoot something with a missile launcher because it blows everything up, but he can't hit anything with a pistol. You know, and that's just the running gag is he fires all, you know, nine, 15 shots at somebody and he can't hit anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like picking off people right next to him, left and right. And, mm-hmm. uh, good stuff. Good stuff. If you want some just absolute cheese, you can't say that this is so bad that, you know, they didn't realize what they were doing. They know this is over the top, but they're they're really leaning into it and uh, I think doing a pretty good job of just being complete action movie garbage. No redeeming yeah, qualities. just filling the video shelves. Exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> and the plots are just like... The second one, Picasso Trigger, which I think is maybe the third or fourth movie in the series, um, the plot makes no sense. I just... I couldn't follow it after a while. It was so convoluted. It's like, who killed what? For what reason? Oh, he wasn't really dead? I felt dumb. <laughs> uh, then I, I skip, I'll skip some because uh, I don't want to use them all up. Okay. Yeah. Do them next week. Some quality picks. 
Thank you, Tubi. Tubi just seems to have a low regard for uh, viewers' taste. Oh, no, I think it's got me pegged perfectly. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's like, you want garbage? Here's some hot garbage. Yeah, there's an endless supply of it, apparently. Oh, oh my God. Movies mm. I'd never heard of that I can't believe I never watched. Like, how did I miss this gem? Yeah, if that channel had been around when I was a kid, I would have never finished school. No, no. I would have disappeared, and my parents would have probably put up, you know, missing posters because I would have <laughs> disappeared in my room with the TV and Tubi for days yeah, and days. Tubi two years ago was weird and bad enough, but now it's got such a strange mix of perfectly good top-shelf stuff Mixed in with a bunch of garbage. An abundance of garbage. I mean, and the garbage that... Oh, there's so much garbage that's been forgotten, that's been put back on Tubi, that mm -hmm. I either missed completely, or I have a vague memory of seeing this. So rewatching, it's like reliving a dream or something. You're, <laughs> did this happen? Or did I... Is this another movie I'm thinking of? <laughs> oh, yeah. You need to keep track of what you've seen. <laughs> I see why you do, because, whew. Yeah, like I've got a list of Bruce Blotation films, and I'm glad I have, because I have, I'd never be able to sort out what I've seen or not. No, I remember those being popular, uh, a series of those being popular in Mexico, and they had some Bruce Blotation movies that I rented as a kid, and they're like, where did this guy come from, and why did they think he was like Bruce Lee? He's... Mm -hmm. He's a big fat dude and he can't do martial arts. What What is going on here? <laughs> or a guy with like half the muscle tone of Bruce Lee, but the same haircut. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty much it. Who needs muscles when you got the haircut? That's where Bruce Lee derived his power, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And they cut his hair and he died. Mm. That explains I mean, it. he pulled the temple walls down on himself to kill everyone, <laughs> but. Yeah. <laughs> So Julian, that was it, right? That's enough, isn't yeah. it? That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's never enough. <laughs> what, what do you got? Uh, all right. I watched uh, The Midnight Hour from 1985, directed by Jack Bender. This is an ABC TV Halloween film set in Pitchford Cove, Massachusetts. And it's played by the usual fake town. And you, you've seen it in <laughs> Back to the Future and I everything. know fake town. Yeah. Uh, Ficton. Yeah, it, it, it literally begins with like a kid on a bicycle delivering newspapers and a milkman waving and all that. Oh. Uh, music's by Brad Fidel. Um, so, year after he did Terminator. Pardon me. Uh, that, that was a, either a dog or one of us is possessed by Pazuzu. No, that was that was Birdie. She typically saves that for car rides. She doesn't like car rides and just groans. Oh, okay. But sometimes she'll just change how she's sitting and groan. Get one of those dog edibles. Yeah. Um, effects by Tom Berman. Um, so this is about 20-something high schoolers who steal costumes and a parchment from the local witch museum and wake up a cemetery full of zombies and a wolfman for some reason. <laughs> Uh, all he was just hanging out there, and he was like, hey, I'm joining in. <laughs> uh, they're all led by an 18th century slave with witchy powers named Lucinda Cavender. There's a zombie dwarf and a zombie cheerleader named Sandy. Um, stars uh, Shari Belafonte Harper as Melissa. She gets vampirized, and she leads a mu music number called Let's Get Dead. <laughs> uh, LeVar Burton plays Vinnie Davis. He gets vampirized by Melissa. Uh, Kevin McCarthy plays Judge Crandall. He's an alcoholic and or zombie. Lee H. Montgomery plays Phil Grenville. He dresses as some hybrid of Eric Carr and a vampire Kajagoogoo. Joanna Lee as a zombie cheerleader who takes Phil out to Lover's Lane but gets blocked by the Wolfman before she can give him um, you know, funereal disease. Mm, funereal disease. She get. I, know, I was quite surprised she got that far for a TV movie. Yeah, and especially considering she was dead. <laughs> um, Cindy Morgan as the sexy substitute teacher, Vicky Jansen, and uh, when she goes to the Halloween party, she dresses as uh, Sirius Moonlight Bowie. Oh, with bright yellow suit. 
poofy wow. hair. It looks good. Uh, Kurtwood Smith plays yeah. uh, Sheriff uh, Warren Jensen. Wolfman Jack is the local DJ. Um, so there's several oldies on the soundtrack, except for when the vampire attack scenes occur. And then you hear How Soon Is Now. Wow. The Smiths. That's cool. Um, people who saw this as kids love it, uh, from the reviews I saw. Um, I found it a bit weak. And it was fun. Um, the wine cellar attack and the zombies in town generate some nice images. Uh, nothing at all is made of Lucinda being a witch. Um because she acts as a vampire. And uh, nothing's made of her being a slave. Interesting. Because it's ABC in the mid-80s. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she does take over the locals. All of... all, uh, But two of them are white. Um, I like that the dude dressed as Dracula becomes a vampire. <laughs> what a twist. Uh, <laughs> he should have become a wolf man. Um, I also watched uh, some of the Oscars. I wanted to watch uh, Ki Hui Kwan and Jamie Lee Curtis win their supporting actors. Mm-hmm. For Halloween Ends. Did you see them? For Halloween Ends, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see any of that? Uh, no, I was waiting for Will Smith to act up, but yeah, um, it didn't happen. Emily was watching it because it was like a big Asian presence. And they really yeah. did well this year. Um, yeah, I saw who, who won. It was nice. Yeah, Curtis gave a speech where she said she shared the Oscar with everyone who supported her in her genre roles, hmm. which means us. Oh. So uh, I would like to Depends thank my fellow uh, Academy Award about. winners, Richard and Will. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and of course, you are dear listeners and presumably co-Oscar winners. We all share it. Yeah. We will all be getting a flake, a tiny flake in a or, little or, box. Or do we just each get to keep it for a week? Well, that works better. Um, Guillermo del Toro won for uh, Best Animated Feature for Pinocchio. Yeah. I did watch about the last half of the Oscars. And yeah, it was cool. A few slap jokes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, so we've been watching uh, uh, TV. Uh, we're on Ultraman Max, is the, the latest Ultraman show we're watching. And it's the new um, new sumo tournaments going on, and uh, kung fu finished up. So that's what we've been watching. Kung fu as a activity is over. <laughs> yeah. No more kung fu. Wow. <laughs> they decided who was the best and then called it off. Sweet. Finally got to best of the best. Well, because TikTok's going to be banned, they figured they better start with kung fu and ban that first. Yeah, kung fu's done. <clears throat> Finally got the best guy. Ah, shall I? Why not? Um, so recently watched for me, uh, this is one that I should probably go back and rewatch some of Dark Shadows, but I watched a documentary about Dark Shadows called Dark Shadows and Beyond, the Jonathan Frid story. And um, this mostly... And I, I feel weird like pulling this up because I feel like I watched one that was about Dark Shadows, but it wasn't really as focused on Jonathan Frid, so I could be telling you the wrong title. But in any event, there were a bunch of interviews from cast members, and uh, of course, Jonathan Frid was uh, a Canadian actor who kind of really was pretty skilled, pretty accomplished actor, wasn't expecting to play a soap opera vampire. <laughs> and I think he finally started to enjoy the fame. Oh, yeah. After I've, being... I've got his song. Yeah, he was reluctant at first, maybe, but then he's like, you know what? This is pretty cool. Yeah. Like he everyone. Was, he was a sex object, wasn't he? Yeah. Did, did he act like either Adam West or Bill Shatner? Because I have a theory that maybe that's a Canadian acting style. Maybe it is. <laughs> um, I, I do feel like I want to go back and watch some Dark Shadows because I know you can watch. I think Tubi has a bunch of it. Hmm. Probably. But this stuff was like, they were writing it just before they were performing it. Uh-huh. Just like with all soap operas, especially from the late 60s, early 70s. And, uh, who boy. Some of the outtakes they showed. And uh, one of the actresses was saying, you know what? They didn't care. You know, we'd bump into a fake tombstone mm-hmm. and the thing would just <laughs> fall over or, or flop side to side. 
she's like, they wouldn't call cut. They would just keep it, you know, and they had, uh, oh, the mantle fell off the fireplace or some crazy crap like that. You know, uh, other actors would have some problem with their fangs or their costume or something. And they're just like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> Don't you worry about a thing. Your audience will forgive it. So, uh, yeah, there was. Uh, Is Kate Jackson in it? Uh, let's see. There was. Uh, don't see her as one of the top people that was in it, but but one of the bottom people. Let's see. She's right there. Uh, I don't see her. She's a top, not a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was archival footage of Dan Curtis. There's no medals, are there? No, there's switches. There are people who switch. Okay. Oh, poor Birdie. Oh. Birdie just can't get comfortable. She does not uh, like this show. She says, this is a bad show. Get to the movie already. Yeah. So Dark Shadows and Beyond, it's worth a look. Yeah, if you kind What's of, the Beyond? Um, They did go on to do some movies. and Dark Shadows goes to Hawaii? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Damn, yes, I do. <laughs> that would be something else. Dark Shadows Gidget crossover. That would have been perfect. Yeah, there were a couple of Dark Shadows movies. And then they tried to reboot it with a new cast. And what a mm-hmm. dumb idea because Jonathan Frid is the face of Dark Shadows. And uh, I guess I, I should have mentioned, uh, for lack of a better term, it was a Hail Mary turning it into a uh, vampire show. And he played Deputy Barnabas Fife, right? <laughs> Barnabas Fife would be great. That is a perfect mashup character. Right? <laughs> oh, I always wanted to add it together, an episode of Andy Griffith and the Fugitive. Oh, man. <laughs> Where the, yeah, the agent comes in looking for, for Richard Kemble. Hey, it was really close. There was one episode where there was an actual fugitive in Mayberry. Mm-hmm. That was, That's the episode I want to mash them together because it yeah it would work almost perfectly yeah it totally would uh, so with the Oscars in mind um, we did watch uh, Chris Rock Selective Outrage which is his most recent stand up and you think when's he going to get to the slap well spoiler alert for this comedy special he doesn't a, he gets to it at the very end yeah <laughs> yeah it's like the last few minutes of the show. But totally worth waiting for because every you know Chris Rock is very funny. It's a very funny special. You got an hour of solid comedy that ends with some pretty funny stuff about Will Smith and the slab. Um, and it's funny because he said the same thing I said, and this is not a spoiler, but uh, it's like Will Smith played Muhammad Ali in a movie. <laughs> he played Pookie <laughs> in New Jack City. He says almost word for word the same way I said it. So anyway, yeah, Chris Rock's Selective Outrage is pretty good. Uh, we watched another um, comedy special called uh, Razzle Dazzle. It's Burt Kreischer. He's pretty funny. He's kind of a dad bod redneck looking guy. And he does the whole thing shirtless with his belly hanging out. He's pretty funny. He talks about his redneck wife and his dumb kids. And uh, it's pretty funny. So if you're looking for some laughs, that's another good one. And uh, I think the other one I should mention is I watched one about a an Irish duo called the Black Donnellys, um, whose names are Dave Brown and Dave Rooney. <laughs> so I don't know why they call themselves the Black Donnellys. It's apparently some story or something, but... They're an Irish musical duo that decided to break. I they were a gang from Boston. There probably is a gang from Boston with that name. Uh, these guys decided they were going to break a world's record, a Guinness world's record. Guinness being the key word there. Uh, and play a gig in each of the United States with uh, at least one a day. And uh, I think the the way they had to break the record was to do... 50 gigs in 40 days mm-hmm. in all 50 states. So they were they were just able to pull it off. And I think by the time they released the, uh, the uh, documentary, Guinness had still not recognized it as being a broken record. 
but they did it. They absolutely did it. And, and this is kind of a travel log of them. I mean, they played a couple nursing homes. They played some biker bars. They played some pretty big halls. Uh, they would just play whoever would have them and they'd call ahead. And some people would be like, no, we can't No, And it's like, but we agreed on this. So they would figure out a plan B while they're on the road and show up and play very good musicians, very fast, uh, guitar and mandolin kind of playing. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, the guitar player, um, I think it's Dave. Is it Dave Brown? It's Dave or Dave. One of it's one Dave. of the Daves, anyway. Had a, another world record he had broken and got recognized for is that he played a four-day-long gig or a five-day-long gig where he didn't stop playing guitar. Wow. I don't know how he stayed awake. Cocaine. That would be my guess. Um, anyway, that one was uh, pretty good. That was a, a St. Patrick's Day kind of a thing. I think I watched it before. But... That's all I got for now. Death Spa. Jolien, you picked it. Yes. Thank you. Aren't you glad? Thank you. <laughs> How do you feel about having picked it, this particular Oh, rank? yeah. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Had you seen it before? No. Okay. Did you watch the uh, unedited, or not unedited, uncut? Yeah, there's not much difference. It's like a bit of lingering. Yeah. On the gory stuff. Yeah, there was. Yeah, the other one was, what, the... The, the edited cut was 87 minutes. The other one was like 120. What? How long was that? Really? The only one I could find was like a few seconds that they shaved off. Oh, I feel like it was longer. One was like 87 minutes and the other was 88 or something. Maybe it just felt longer. It certainly did. I watched two cuts of it. Uh, They were about the same. Yeah, Yeah, I watched the one on Shudder, whatever. Yeah, that's the longer one. Whatever that is. I think I watched this on Tubi. Yeah, the Tubi one's a little shorter. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, so you picked no, it's it. Not, it's not a big difference. No. It's a huge difference. It's just it as comprehensible. the plot completely. <laughs> it really comes together with those 22 seconds <laughs> they had cut out. Damn it. Oh, so yes. I, was, I watched the... Because I watched the one on TV, and I thought, if I watch the uncut one, I'll be able to figure out what happened. <laughs> because uh, this guy's sitting in a, a sauna room, and his face explodes. What happened? And then you watch the uncut one. Still don't know. That was this whole movie. <laughs> People were dying, and I didn't know what killed them. Okay, were you a little pissed off at first? Because, like, first thing that happens is you're like, okay, so here's here's this couple of nerds in this control room, mm-hmm. and they're, like, adjusting the machines remotely using the computer. Because <laughs> computers were super mysterious in 1988. They couldn't do hardly anything, but people were convinced that, you know, you could use a computer for all the, you know, Alexa stuff that you can do now. Yeah. And people thought you could do that back then, and it really just was not true. No. Um, so did either of you get a little pissed off at this movie thinking, you can't do that from a computer? No. No, no, because, uh, Yeah. It's a shitty horror movie from the 80s. I'm pretty much okay with anything they you do. You look at the, the control room. It's like, there's a wall of flashing lights. There's filing cabinets. And then there's what's obviously 80s, like, Commodores or something on the desk, which have this big metal build-up around them to make them look like a, like they are Colossus the Forbin Project or something. <laughs> yeah, and it's this tiny little yeah, screen the, there. And, oh. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking at this going, a computer, I don't care how powerful, can't blow the tiles off the wall and, and kill people well, with them. Yes. No, no. He <laughs> said a computer doesn't control the tiles. He, he says that after I thought it, though. <laughs> and after about 20 other things of that sort had already happened. <laughs> and uh, the, the diving board coming off. Yeah, that's computer control. Mm-hmm. Bolts are computer control. Yeah, remotely. You could just mm-hmm. reach out with the power of the computer and thread the nut right off of the bolt and yep yep alexa yeah unthread (laughs) nut from bolt (laughs) throw tiles at tiles. yes who seem some of them seem scared others just seem mildly annoyed trying to get out of the way like fuck fucking tiles in this place i swear if they didn't give me such a discount i would change spas yeah, what? Um, if it wasn't so cheap, I wouldn't keep going back to this murder spa. 
<laughs> yes. Every day somebody is dying, <laughs> nobody stops going. That's no. a party at the end of the week. Yes. <laughs> you know, somebody almost gets killed, we'll give them a discount. They'll come back. <laughs> yeah. In what sort of business does it make sense to have a Mardi Gras party, a health spa? Sure. They're going to have all the unhealthy food and drink that you want. Um, Nothing in this movie made any sense. That detective asks for a cup of coffee and the woman immediately turns around to the bar where they're making juices and stuff and goes, one carob coffee. And I'm thinking, fuck you, <laughs> carob coffee. No. No. Did, did either of you have carob in your life back in yes. the 70s or mm -hmm. 80s at all? Oh, God, yes. What a... My my grandmother used to keep a bag of chocolate chips in a jar, in a mason jar in the freezer. And I knew where they were, so I'd get some. One time she switched them to carob chips. And, and I burned the house down. What is it? It's like a... You weren't wrong. It's like a chocolate substitute they tried to put out. It's really bitter. It's from uh, a tree bark. Yeah. I believe. It's from the carob tree. In fact, I could, while we're talking, I'll look this up. Um, no, we give out wrong facts all the time. Why, yeah. yeah, why start now? Why start now? You know, I was thinking of, we're not professional critics. In fact, at least a third of what we say is probably out and out bullshit. And another third is just mistaken. I think uh, when we start coming out with actual facts and research, then people are going to realize it's AI. Yeah, probably. We've been replaced. Oh, I can't wait. Well, apparently it doesn't come from the bark. It comes from a pod of the tree. A so, pod? Yes. Uh, carob is made from roasting and grinding the edible pulp from inside the pods of the carob tree. Wait, edible? Yeah, it says. <laughs> but you're going to love this part even more. It says cacao beans are fermented, ground into a paste, and used to create chocolate. Carob is naturally sweet, whereas sweeteners are added to cacao as it's quite bitter in its natural form. What? <laughs> that sounds like a lie. Yeah. Um, a... Yes. Chocolate is very bitter without sugar. Sure it is. Well, uh, if you ever got into the baker's chocolate when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. That's not a good one either. Yeah. That was bad. Unsweetened chocolate. Little, <laughs> the little breakaway bars. Yeah. I learned my lesson on that one. Mm. But carob's even worse. It's just... I don't... Yeah. Yeah. It's like bitter dirt. I don't know. And how and how is that a healthy substitute? <laughs> you don't want to eat any of it, yeah. so you don't eat anymore, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, I'm off the chocolate chip cookies now. <laughs> oh, hey, people also ask, why do people use carob instead of chocolate? Let's find They're out. They're <laughs> Perhaps the primary benefit... Of carob as a chocolate substitute is that unlike cacao, carob contains no caffeine or theobromine. Mm. I don't care. Theobromine. I love theobromine. <laughs> How is carob different from chocolate? It sucks. <laughs> it tastes bad. So bad. Is carob actually healthy? No. Adding carob to your diet can provide you with many health benefits. Which, of course, tells you basically that it doesn't have caffeine like chocolate, and it's got low sugar and low fat, and 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 So basically, they're just bagging on chocolate this whole time. <laughs> Carob's no good, but chocolate's bad. That's how they sell it. <laughs> uh, are things not as bad? Uh, mm. Yeah. Anyway, where were you going with the carob? <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, yeah, the, the, the cop the the, yeah, the cop asks for oh, a cup yeah, of the coffee, carob. and the woman turns around and goes, one carob coffee, please. And he looks at her, takes a drink, and you see him go sit it down somewhere immediately. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah. It's like, well, just don't drink coffee. If you're drinking decaf or some carob liquid, just don't drink it. Yeah. Pick something else. So... There you go. Death there we spa. go. Death spa, the spa that kills people. <laughs> yeah, with carob. So what was this? Was this a ghost, a possession, a computer? It was. Yes. What, 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 <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was about 5% computer manipulation for anything that was anything. And then 95% um, ghost activity for any of the murders, right? But there was also a, a cross-dressing killer involved. 
Are you thinking of the other movie? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, the the dead a... woman's brother was dressing as her because he was possessed by her. Oh, but the... her ghost was also running around. Yeah, it's the Avery twins. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't remember the end when he was rolling around on the floor and sometimes he'd be her and sometimes he'd be him? Oh, yeah. I guess that's what that was. This movie made me feel like I had a head trauma. Yeah, I, was like, I just, I would be watching, it was like, did I fall asleep? <laughs> did something happen? Did I have a stroke? Am I, wa- I, am I watching Skinnamarink? <laughs> I can't follow this. What uh, is going on? <laughs> Yeah, um... I like how it was like, you get about halfway through and you think, oh, it's a kind of computer movie. And then they start explaining things in different ways and other people start, you know, they have like plots against the owner and stuff like that. It makes less sense once they start explaining it. Yeah, the more exposition you get, the less sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, there was a business dealing that went wrong and... Yeah, there's this like lawyer and uh, his girlfriend, Priscilla, who are investors or yeah they're suddenly like sabotaging the the death spa yeah but that that little plot goes (laughs) do you think they were going with one plot and then decided it wasn't it wasn't showing through as then they decided to add this other plot tacked onto it somehow yeah, I, I think I, someone was carrying the pages in, and they <laughs> dropped them, and they got all mixed up. They quickly like tripped on the door. Yes, yeah, he quickly one. bundled them up and handed them in, and they just went with it. <laughs> there was a different movie mixed in with it somehow. Yeah, he had another movie he in there. Gets up and does his Don Knotts voice. <laughs> yeah, I think what happened was uh, they were being cheap, and they were using the the other side, the blank side of some old script. And the pages got <laughs> about flipped a over. killer computer. Yeah, and some people who had a plot. Yeah. Yeah, I I think they had this, like, idea of some supernatural thing going on, and they threw all these red herrings in. Yeah, that's probably what they thought they were doing, but... Um, Yeah, I just... I could not follow this movie at all. I just watched it this afternoon, and it... This movie came out in uh, 88, right? mm Mm-hmm. The first draft of the screenplay was in 1984. What? And then um, uh, the production began in 85. Wow. So they didn't exactly rush this thing, did they? <laughs> yeah, it's like distribution. They couldn't get distribution for a long time. You can tell it's a killer workout? You can tell it's 85 because the, uh, the party is, uh, takes the place in February 2nd, Saturday. Yeah. So it's 85. Yeah, and we've got the uh, luxury of being able to scroll through a cell phone and look at calendars and just go zip, 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 zip. What day did Mardi Gras fall on in 1899? Instead of knowing the date and counting back every seven years. Uh, who wants to do that when you could just zip through your phone? <laughs> well, maybe you're walking across town and you don't have a phone and you want to know what your birthday is going to be in 2050. Yeah. And you're real bored and you're a nerd. <laughs> yeah. It's a Tuesday. So... Did this have enough gratuitous nudity in it? No, although it started out right. It had some. It had some. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the woman who's in the sauna at the beginning. Who gets burned and then is blind the rest of the movie. Yeah, so that wasn't very nice. Um, how about the erotic asparagus scene that I have written down? Oh, yes. It's my only note. I've got limp asparagus scene. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to see asparagus again. It was awful. I like how he's brought her home from the hospital. She's been blinded. Brings her home from the hospital, gives her a candle at dinner. Why doesn't he just tell her it's candle lit? Why bother? You could smell a burning candle. <laughs> just light a match. Yeah. Uh, I've no, done all this for you, darling. It's about 9 p.m. It's like 2 in the afternoon. Yeah. He wants to get it over with. <laughs> get to it and go do something else. How does your lobster tail taste? It tastes kind of like tuna fish. Ah, <laughs> uh, we won't go there again. Hey, this had Ken Forey in it. Hell yeah. Yeah. That was Marvin. Yeah. I thought he was the janitor at first, and then he kissed that 
woman who went in and was blinded. I was like, what is going on? Everyone's all over each other. Yeah. It's a very touchy-feely spa. Yeah, this this uh, apparently is what was going on in the 80s. You know, people had cocaine and uh, polygamy or, I don't know, polyamory. <laughs> yeah, cocaine and polyamory. That's a sequel to this thing. <laughs> Goes together like a horse and carriage. Yeah. yeah. Well, according to director Michael Fischer, the health craze had blossomed in, in L.A. Uh, and the clubs came up like mushrooms. So quickly that they went out of business. Uh, we thought, basically, we turn it around and have a ghost in our health club. That could be a fun scenario. Could. It was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say about this movie. <laughs> it was given a limited release in the United States in July of 88. It was successfully stopped before it could get <laughs> wide release. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. In 2014, Death Spa was featured on an episode of Red Letter Media's Best of the Worst, along with High Voltage and Space Mutiny. In 2015, Death Spa was featured on an episode of the popular podcast, How Did This Get Made? <laughs> Featuring Horatio Sands as the guest. They ridiculed several aspects of the film, such as the 80s workout gear, the paranormal transgender villains, and whether or not serving sushi in a place of exercise is sanitary. Uh, let's see. Actress Karen Parsons made her screen debut in Death Spa and was yep. subsequently brought into audition for The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mm -hmm. after an NBC executive saw the movie on Late Night Cable. <laughs> some, some good things came out of this. Oh, okay. Um, you got Rosalind Cash in it. Yeah. She was in The Omega Man and uh, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Um, who else did we have that did anything with their lives? Um, Sherry Shattuck plays Catherine Avery, and she'd just been in another nutty movie called uh, Uninvited. Mm. It's, oh, uh, that's where I... Know. Cat Yacht Horror Classic. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I've just reawoken traumatic memories in Will. Graydon Clark. Uh, Graydon Clark's awful. Then her twin brother Merritt is uh, uh, her twin brother David Avery is played by Merritt Buttrick, who was the son of Captain Kirk in yes. the Star Trek movies. And this is his final role. Yeah, poor guy. Um, Joseph Whip, who played cops in Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream. <laughs> um, oh, nice. He plays Doctor Lido Moray. Yes. I liked when they had paranormal researchers in these horror movies in yes. the 80s. It's like they're trying to lend some sort of science to it. I don't quite they always know. get a good character actor. And, that's, you know. that's the best part is, yeah. Um, I didn't know how this guy died. I don't know what happened to him. I he mean, gets I, bounced around the stairwell. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. He slides down yeah, those it, rollers. He's thrown up him. to the top of the steps and then falls back down the uh, the mail chute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw all of this, but large parts of it make no sense. Uh, the stunt team includes uh, Sandra Lee Gimple, who played... She goes back to, uh, she plays the um, Telosian on the first episodes of Star Trek. Oh, wow. The, that creature. Um, and uh, Paul Short is along the stunt team. He went on to several Marvel movies. Hmm. Um, the aerobic wear was supplied by Flexitard. Flexitard? <laughs> That's a terrible name. Um, Dala is played by Chelsea Field. Uh, hmm. I remember her from Commando. But she was also in uh, Masters of the Universe and the Airwolf series. Ah. Oh. Oh, let's see what else, if we were to dig um, deeper. The producer is uh, Jamie Bisley Jones. And she was the second unit director on Reservoir Dogs. Oh, wow. And uh, Wiley Dali is one of the um, co producers. Um, and he also worked on, as Richard has probably seen, uh, the assassination of JFK and the murder of JFK. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I've seen both of those. I've watched pretty much all the JFK stuff that they have. <laughs> and all the Bigfoot stuff. No. They're making it faster than I can watch it. 
They've probably popped out then three you've more. you got to watch it faster than they make them. I got to have several TVs set up at once. Yeah, watching all of it, <clears throat> all at once. Uh, I, I think that, all right. Some things I, I thought they're actually good. Okay. Uh, I thought the opening shot was pretty neat. They have the crane shot. I think yeah. they used a cherry picker, and uh, and it cuts on the lightning flash, and the camera goes inside the spa. Yeah, it was a good shot. Yeah. Um, I like the editing on some of the scenes. Some sometimes the editing is. Not so good, but um, the like uh, the swimming pool scene and the uh, bit where the twins are switching yeah. back and forth, they do this like editing where they flip and flop the images. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. There is one scene though when the guy's getting killed on the on the weight machine on the wall. <laughs> somehow killing him. I'm not really sure. Does it give him a hernia or something? But, yeah, it like makes his side bust out i don't really know what's going on but they reverse it for some weird weird reason that gives mm. you that feeling like what like you're watching a marilyn manson video <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the herky jerky walk the herky jerky did you guys like the um the hand in the blender scene that they did twice yeah, during... And then the second time that she couldn't get her hand out, yes. even it was chopped up. Yeah. <clears throat> How's your hand stuck? There's no hand left. Yeah, I, I, I listed the attacks. So the first one is the sauna steaming, sauna steam blinding of Laura. Then it's the springboard nobbling. Mm-hmm. And then it's the gym hernia. That guy gets my favorite line. He says, uh, I never waste effort in the gym. Besides, I'm beta and you're VHS. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't quite understand that. Well, beta was the was the better quality picture. Yeah, but it, but the the battle just, hadn't been sorted out yet. I think. Oh, okay. No, I think it was just about over. Mm. So VHS had got more out, so it became the dominant format, right? It's because pornography, right? <laughs> because no, seriously, right. VHS was like down to put anything on yeah, VHS. Yeah, I'm not doubting you. And then Betamax was like, mm, maybe we want to hold off on the X-rated <laughs> stuff. And everybody went, oh my God, I don't have to go to a disgusting mm-hmm. movie theater now. I can stay at home and watch these. Uh, okay. I could and go to a, a, a curtained off little room with a beaded curtain. <laughs> yeah. A disgusting little room and rent oh. a movie. Yeah. Um, then it's the locker stabbing. That was she's the first. Somehow she's uh, she's stabbed by like a, a hanger that came from the back. You but can project out of the locker. I, is that what happened? Because there's a, there's an earlier scene where like she one of the women takes her clothing out of the locker and then she pushes. There's this extending hanger. Okay, yeah. And she pushes it back. So I think that's what it was. Okay, yeah. But that somehow was like it a... manages to ram through her throat. <clears throat> And then when the next time you see her, she looks like an Italian zombie, like half her face has been chewed off. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first kill that was like, wait, what happened to her? Yeah. And, and then she's in the locker. And, and like, someone's what? standing right next to her, not noticing oh, any yeah. smell or anything. No, but it, so no peripheral it's a locker vision. Room. Yeah, it smells you, like you dead just, people you just anyway. don't You don't want to use olfactory senses in there. No. So it's a Don't tele- look down, get out as quick as possible. So it's a telescoping um, closet rod. Mm-hmm. So you telescope it out of the locker so you can hang all your stuff up while you're changing. Yeah. Take all the stuff off of it and push it back in the locker. Yeah. Or it could shoot out and stab you in the throat. Right. Uh-huh, yeah. Because computers control that. Or, or ghosts <laughs> control that. I'm not sure. Uh, then you get an acid shower meltdown. Yeah. 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 I love... Pretty gruesome. I love to... Uh, not that there wouldn't be a basement in a in a spa... It's not unreasonable. The building just, could have been repurposed. Exactly. But the fact that the movie wrote in a basement <laughs> in a spa, and I don't know who wrote her the letter. I didn't understand yeah. who that was. It just said, mm-hmm. Lo- you know, meet, me, meet in me in the basement, Michael. And whoever Michael was, she was <laughs> really into. And then she went down there and got melted. That's the, uh, that's the guy with the Cro-Magnum profile. The, oh, okay. The owner guy. The owner, yeah. That's who I thought it was, but yeah, it was she was just in, like... She was into him. Okay. Uh, then uh, Dr. Moray gets bounced around the stairwell. Then uh, then you get the face crunch. She grabs the guy who's sitting at the computer desk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good crunch. 
And then... Then it's Tom Face Explosion in the sauna. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unexplained. Hand in Blender. Yep. Which is a Smith song, I believe. It is. Um, I didn't get the rights to play it during this movie. Though. Then it's uh, Detective Fletcher, Frozen Fish and Freezer. What oh. was that? <laughs> so there's oh, this, my God. I forgot so, all about the... So there's this paper mache fish. That was the worst special effect in the entire movie. Hey, his kids worked really hard on those fish puppets. <laughs> right? They had all of, you know, the day before to get them ready. Yeah. Oh, it was... It was so bad. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. That's why. Because uh, those fish have been stripped off to make the sushi. The healthy, oh, yeah, healthy sushi. Of so there's like the head and the spine and the tail. For some reason, they still had them in the freezer. Well, yeah. Making fish stock later, I guess. Yeah. Or they didn't want to stink the place up. You already got one corpse in the place. Yeah. Anyway, that explains why they were so angry. Yeah. Yeah, they look like barracudas. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I don't know what kind of fish they were supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing I recognize from a sushi restaurant. Yeah. Pike. Yeah. Pike. Um, and then uh, Priscilla's head gets blown off by a mirror. Oh, oh yeah. Man. That was fantastic. I don't know what happened. No. <laughs> it just got all wobbly, and then it blew up, and her head came off. Yeah, yeah. And then you get a whole bunch of sundry keep fit enthusiasts. Yeah. Yeah, the um, yeah a bunch of the party guests are fleeing the place and 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 then they're smashed against the window. Yeah, they're like stampeded on. Yeah, is that what was happening? I didn't I know so. what was going on. They're, they're stuck in there and they're all trampling each other. And Catherine uses the computer to lock the club down. Mm-hmm. Because she's not just a ghost, but she's also a ghost that knows how to use a computer, as most ghosts do. Yeah, so she's remotely locked the doors. Where do you think she lived? Uh, probably in a house. <laughs> Not at the spa. Her ghost lives at the spa. Um, so Michael uh, tries to short circuit the whole works. Uh-huh. And, uh, he, he burns David, who's still possessed, burns him alive. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, that's it. The end. Yeah, everyone's happy. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna get he's gonna get sued into the grave. Yeah, I'm wondering if anyone's gonna make any money off of an insurance job on this thing. I mean, I mean this is a movie where you see the sound mic and you think, well, of course you see the sound mic. <laughs> yeah, it's a piece of computer equipment. Did you notice in the end credits they spell a couple of things wrong? No, I don't. Think I, I noticed the song was spelled wrong. At yeah, and the, the kill. Killer Groove became Killer Grove. Killer Grove. <laughs> it's like, who is this song? And then I, yeah. There's a band called Squirt Gun. Yes. To the song called Killer Grove. And then their big moment gets sabotaged by someone spelling it as Killer Grove. Yeah, it was a Doobie God Brothers damn. song. And I think Sherry Shattuck gets her name spelled wrong. Uh, and she was dubbed. Yeah, the, they use someone else's voice for when she's witchy poo. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know the full story of that. All I saw was that she was dubbed for the movie. I don't know <clears throat> any more than that. So what could have been done differently to make this more successful, to more enjoyable to to watch? Um, the crew could have done less cocaine while making the movie. Do you feel like more gratuitous nudity would have added? That wouldn't have hurt. That would have distracted from the yeah. you know, rest of it. Yeah, okay. Um, what else? I mean, the special effects weren't Good. all... Yeah, they, but they weren't all garbage. No. Um, <clears throat> some were, were decent. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they could have written out the script instead of just making it up as they went along. Yeah, that probably yeah. would have helped. Decided what's actually making this a death spa and stuck with that. Yeah, yeah. Is it a ghost? Is it brother maybe there are a combination yeah maybe there are people getting killed in the spa they don't know why but they're able to cover it up keep it out of the news um something like that perhaps maybe the detectives want to help them keep it on the down low so they can figure out who's doing it i don't know detectives are getting a free yearly pass to the club if they keep it covered up 
Yeah. Because it seemed like everybody was jumping at a chance to go to this place. Yeah. Definitely dropped the thing about the brother dressing up as his sister. Yeah, it was just pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, casting a bunch of people who, a few of which had been in other things, but mostly these were unknowns. I mean, that was fine. If you were, if you were going to cast, um, cast this a little better, I don't know. I don't know. I felt that even though... Do you put two or three stars in this thing? I like most of the people in this. Um, <clears throat> I'm not saying great actors, but, you know, there's some quite charming people in there. But if, if you were to throw a few more people in who... You make Ken Forey more of a character. Mm-hmm. Sure. You have more of him in the movie. Maybe he owns the club. Yeah. You got Ken Forey using, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of squandered their opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, so that, for me, I think maybe... People who were somewhat well known at, at the time might have might have helped, but yeah, an actual script, a Richard Simmons cameo. <laughs> yeah, uh, what else do we have? Um, yeah, I didn't take a whole lot of notes on this one because I have seen it before, but uh, I had completely forgotten that there was any ghostly presence that explained things that a computer couldn't do. So I, I spent probably the first 20 or 30 minutes of the movie just pissed off that it's like, you idiots, computers can't knock tiles off of walls and stab people with them. And <laughs> Yes, they can. They, they can't unscrew nuts and bolts from diving boards. Sure they can. <laughs> this is really high tech. Yeah. Like when you watched uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, uh, there were some things that they did in that movie that, you couldn't really explain them, but then you had the magic of the chip of Stonehenge in the mask. So you could explain everything away with that. Well, So you're thinking true ancient druid exercise equipment that they brought over? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe the uh, computer has chips of Stonehenge in it. Well, that's already been done. But you know what I'm saying. A lucky shamrock? Yeah, silver shamrock. Ooh, silver shamrock. Yeah. That still doesn't make sense, that movie. No. No, no. Even if you explain it away with chips of stone. Yeah, you can't explain away how he plans to conquer the world with different time zones going on when he's setting off all these... You know what? Sometimes you just overlook those kind of details when you're so big picture, trying to manipulate so much. You Mm -hmm. just overlook something like that, like time zones. Yeah, didn't we have that same problem with New Year's Evil? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. A lot of movies, yeah. It's like, it's going to happen at this precise moment. And it's like, they even have to time delay the New York uh, Times Square ball drop thing. You know, for all the different time zones. But what's funny is now when you're watching the New Year's Eve celebrations, they're like, meanwhile in Sydney, Australia, pow, 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 pow. Mm. You're watching all the fireworks going off. They're all asleep because it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in they're Sydney, awake. they're not awake yet because it's tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so Death Spa. Should Good re- poster. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Is, is that a Boris Vallejo poster? Uh, it's Steve Vallejo, his brother. <laughs> comes a lot cheaper. <laughs> Jeff Hitler, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have a look at this stupid poster. Uh, stupid. It's the best thing of all movie. <laughs> yeah. That's a good poster. It's really striking. Yeah. Um, for listeners who haven't looked at it, there's a guy in the background uh, in flames, it uh-huh. looks like, working out on that wall equipment where you do the, what do you call it? The exercises. The flies. Kind of yeah. I think that's called a fly. Just right chess flies um yeah he's in flames doing chess flies and screaming because i think he's getting caught on fire and there's a woman feeling the the burn (laughs) just feeling the burn quite literally um you'll sweat blood it says that's the nice tagline um and there's a woman in the foreground who's looking really sexy started her calf right above the text work your way up yep yep so far so good oh god skull face (laughs) zombie skull face 
or you start the other way and you go, ah, oh, well, that's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better as we go. Hey, it's not so bad. Yeah, so we work our way yeah, down. She, she can munch on some asparagus up there while. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, this movie. <laughs> so, question for you guys: Should they remake this? Um, no, but they should make a sort of uh, reboot sequel. Yeah. Yeah, they're reopening this health spa. Mm-hmm. State of the art computers. Yeah. State of the art ghost. Um. No, no cross-dressing killers, though. Yeah. But a cross-dressing computer that's sassy. Yeah, chat spa. <laughs> chat spa. <laughs> yeah, get the chat GPT thing to write it. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you guys want to wrap up the show with me? Uh, yeah, yeah, read some of yeah, those. Yeah, since we're on computers, you know. and uh, Are we on computers? Well, you know what I mean. Um, I'm going to see real quick if we can find out who the artist was. Which artist? Uh, let's see. Oh, for the poster? Yeah. Let's see if it says anything here. Uh, it doesn't say a thing on that. Wow, there's a Death Spa poster that's just a naked butt. <laughs> uh, let's see, where is this from? Naked it's the du- it's butt. the Dutch movie poster. Well, all right, the uh, Dutch. Strange things are a-brewing at the local gym, it says. Mm. Mm, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so let's get to You're talking about the coffee, <laughs> carob coffee, carob coffee tastes like this, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you want to hear first? You want to hear some made up marijuana strains? Sure. All right, Whatever so you want to read. I, I asked chat GPT to, um, to give me 10 made up names of marijuana strains. We got cosmic skunk. Blueberry Dreamweaver. I believe those are all real. Mango Cushadelic. Yep. Lemon Haze Bomb. Uh huh. Purple Widow Widowmaker. <laughs> like yeah, no, I've had that. Purple Widow Widowmaker. Uh, Cherry Thunderstorm. I got fucked up on that one weekend. OG Cushberry Punch. I'm on that right now. Strawberry Space Jam. And Michael it's no Jordan. Good. It's good Michael Jordan's picture on it. <laughs> I thought Michael Jordan's Space Jam. <clears throat> Pineapple Cushquake. Okay. And my favorite, Northern Lights Skywalker. That's a real one, too. I got 10 more. We could probably The see. computer is just pulling real weed strains. Mm-hmm. Just scrambling them up. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. I asked ChatGPT to write a a haiku from uh, about the 1978 Halloween and it says, the night grows darker, a masked killer on the loose, Halloween haunts us. I came up with that in like a few seconds. Uh, let's see. Fictional heavy metal bands f- from the 70s. Okay. Black Vortex. Crims- Crimson Thunderbolt. Dark Solstice. Electric Serpent. <laughs> Iron Gauntlet. Lucifer's Legion. Metal Fury. Night's Shade Symphony. Thundering Apocalypse, Venomous Vengeance, Wicked Dominion, and my favorite, Zodiac Rippers. Mm. Uh, there's 12 more if you want to hear them. Not really. No, you sure? <laughs> no. You don't want to hear about Steel Vortex or Acidic An- Witchcraft? Another Steel, another Vortex band? You see, that's Are a they thing. affiliated? Yeah, I think some of the members left and they couldn't get the rights to the name. Oh, that's probably it. Yeah. Carib Kushbowl. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, so I asked for a limerick about the 1941 movie The Wolfman. There once was a man named Talbot who got bitten and turned into what? A werewolf by night with fur and teeth white now howls at the moon on the spot. Mm. Eh, you could use some work. Um, let's see. I asked it to write a limerick about uh, the Big Lebowski. There once was a dude from L.A. whose rug was stolen one day. He went on a quest, but got caught up in jest and bowled his troubles away. It's not exactly bad. how the movie goes, but yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I, I had it write three of them, but that was probably the best one. Um, yeah, so, uh, so a movie next time. Yeah. 
So let's watch. Based on Bikini Werewolf Hospital. Yeah. This is the uh, prompt there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah give it a screenplay. Horror movie based on these words. Yeah. <laughs> Werewolf Bikini Hospital. Werewolf Bikini Hospital? Is it a bikini hospital? <laughs> is it werewolf bikinis? <laughs> Let's do both. Uh, how does it all fit together? Werewolf bikini hospital. That's a great question. Uh, anything else before we call it a show? Yes, I highly recommend this movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess You'll we... feel like you've been up for 10 days. <laughs> I guess I did forget to ask if you guys recommended this. Jolie, do you recommend it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a Halloween party and stick this on. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have a Mardi Gras party and stick this on. Yeah. yeah. I, have some Carib Kush and watch this movie. I mean, I know I know that this thing is garbage, but I, that doesn't mean I wouldn't recommend it. So I would. It uh, was delightful garbage. I think if you've watched a bunch of 80s horror movies and you haven't seen this, <laughs> it's another one and you should also watch it. Yeah. It is definitely a movie from the 80s. Yeah. How many people have you heard say, oh, I've seen all those 80s horror movies, and they probably haven't seen this? So, there you go. No. All right. Well, let's call it a show. It's a show. Listeners, thank you for listening. There's more to this job than just beat or buzz. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell did that line mean? It didn't mean any. It was the parapsychologist. It didn't make any sense. It was provocative. That's right. It gets the people going.